Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. This is Hebrews 3, verse 7. Everybody ready for this? All right, yeah, you're not ready, but you will be. Okay, Hebrews 3, 7 says, That is why the Holy Spirit says, Today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 days, or 40 years. Today when you hear my voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did. When they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness, there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. When I read this, I thought, I don't want to see miracles for 40 years and then not change my heart. What a sad commentary. See miracles for 40 years and it not change your heart. Like that's, and, and, and just to break it to you, Israel was, those are church people. Just so you know. When, 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 when God says Israel, those are church people. Those aren't people that don't know him. Those are God's chosen people, actually. So church people saw miracles for 40 years, and their heart didn't change. And in fact, they were in the wrong place. Notice that that verse said that they were in the wilderness. That's not where God had intended them to live. So you can live in a miracle and still be in the wrong place. You can live in a miracle and still be in the wrong place. Or say it a different way, uh, God, God will provide for you even if you're not living out his plan for you. God will provide for you even if you're not living out his plan for you. Um, and more to the point of what I want to talk about for the next couple of minutes to all of us leaders is this. Um, we have a choice to wander or possess. So, so we, we as leaders have a ch- choice to wander or possess. Uh, notice that when God talked to Israel, there were, at that moment, they had a choice to wander in the desert or to possess the land that he had for them. They had a choice. What, what God is saying at this moment, he's saying they chose not to and they chose to wander. And so us as leaders, Israel is always a picture of God's people. And so whenever you see Israel, you can always put yourself in that position because the same battles they fought are the same battles we fight. They're just different, um, different times. But we need to understand as leaders, as, as people of our church that want to see our church move forward, that want to see our own lives move forward, that want to see our families move forward and all that kind of stuff, we have a choice to either wander or possess. And both of those things take energy. If you didn't know, wandering takes just as much energy, maybe more, than possessing the land. But a lot of times you don't see that when you're making this choice. So I, I want to talk a little bit about wandering or possession. Or, or, um, and uh, this sentence that I kept thinking that, that uh, as I read this scripture, this sentence that I kept thinking through was, um, 
as leaders, are we taking ground or are we getting run into the ground? What, what, what would you say your life is looking like right now? Are you taking ground or do you feel like you're getting run into the ground? Do you feel like you're moving forward or do you feel like you're barely crawling? Um, there are things that you can choose to do that help you take ground. For me, I want to take ground. I don't want to get run into the ground. I don't want to wander. 40 years in the desert sounds terrible to me. You know, like that doesn't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, but I say that, but am I willing to face the giants that it's going to take to possess the land that God wants us to take? Now, they're, Israel's fighting literal giants. But there are giants in our lives, different things that we have to face that maybe we don't feel like facing at this moment. Um, so uh, with this uh, wandering or possession, um, wandering, I just want to talk a little bit about wandering. Wandering, uh, wandering is not because you have a lack of direction. You would think that, right? When people wander, you think, oh, they don't know where they're going. <laughs> and so... Like, you know, like you just kind of wander. Guys have a tendency to do this when they're not paying attention uh, or having great directions. They just kind of wander. And then they'll kind of, I I know where I am. I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, like, uh, and maybe I'm the only one who does that. Uh, and um, it's so, like, you, you know, you'd think that wandering is kind of like a lack of direction. Um but if you look through scripture and you see what happened with the Israelites wandering, they didn't wander because they had a lack of direction. They wandered because they had a lack of faith. They, they, they didn't have faith to go fight. That's why they wandered. It wasn't that they didn't know where to go. It was that they didn't want to go there because they thought we're going to get whooped. And so they wandered for, for 40 years. They didn't want to fight the giants. Um, and, and also wandering, here's, here's the one that really stinks about wandering. Wandering isn't also because you don't want to fight. Because you have to fight when you wander too. You just fight the wrong fights when you're wandering. You, you fight... The wrong fights, not the, not the ones that you really want to fight. You fight the wrong fights. Israel, when they wandered, what, what were the fights they were fighting? They fought the leader. They fought God. Not a good fight to fight, picking God to fight. Uh, that's a losing battle. Uh, they fought their leader. They, they had infighting. They fought each other. Uh, they had a lot of fights that never moved them forward. But they still were fighting. And so when you wander, you, you've decided to pick the wrong fights to fight. And so if I'm going to have to fight, I would rather, I want to pick the right battles, right? This is something that you're told as a parent uh, with kids. You got to pick your battles. Some fights are fights you fight. Some fights you don't fight. You know, like those. Uh, it, it, it blows me away in church what we fight about. 
and what we don't fight about. I, I tell you, like, I'm, I'm so thankful that we have a church that has a lot of health in it, that we don't have a lot of this, but, but let me just tell you um, so that you can be on the lookout for any unhealthy fights. Uh, when you're fighting uh, each other in church, disunity, that's the wrong fight to fight. Let's say that again for all of us leaders, and we can just all say that disunity is the wrong fight to fight. I understand that that person said that one thing that made you mad, and you're not going to see them anymore, and I'm going to just punch them in the throat when they come to church, and da-da-da-da-da. It's just, just stop. Like, this just doesn't, like, those things just don't matter. Like, I know that that person gets on your last nerves, or this person, or, or I can't believe that I heard that this person at one point said this, and that. That's just not the fight that we want to fight. Like, and so, like, we've got to come as leaders with humility and say, hey, that's just not a fight I'm going to fight. I'm going to love where there wasn't love before. I'm going to give grace where there wasn't grace before. And I'm going to make sure that I have all humility so that we can have unity. Because unity is super important. If you look through the Bible, look through Paul, how many times he taught, he goes, he wrote to every church, every church. He said, I hope you guys will be unified. There's a reason why he said that to every church. Because somebody was mad about the carpet color and, <laughs> you know, and Paul's like, y'all need to settle down. There's people going to hell and you're like worried about like the stain master. Stop it. <laughs> like, it's just not worth that. But there's so many things that we can get uh, just uh, uh, one, one thing that gets changed, one thing that moves and we just don't understand that this is not a fight we want to fight. Um, there are right fights to fight. And when you're possessing the land, when you're taking ground, there are right fights to fight. And those fights have to deal with people in your world that don't go to church. Fight for them. Yeah. Like, get in their life. Be a nuisance in the best way. Like, just... I mean, all the time, be showing up, being in their life, pray for them. Also, uh, there are people in your world that got disconnected from church for one, uh, for one reason or another, and they're looking for some family to be a part of. Get in their world and fight that fight and bring them. There are people in your life that don't believe in God right now, and they have all the, the things about why God is a farce and why church is so, hip uh, all the hypocrites go there and. Da, 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 da. and they've got all the stuff but I guarantee you if you love them well all of that stuff will die if you love them well and if you fight that fight for them and if you don't get on their playing field you don't have to uh, make all the excuses you don't have to come through with all the stuff and let me prove to you why God no just show them love because when you show them God's love that breaks down every single defense that they've ever built against God and all of a sudden they said I didn't really believe in God but man I, I really love what I saw in you and now I'm coming to church this is the fight that we need to be fighting these are the fights that we fight 
when we're possessing land, when we're taking ground, when we're moving forward as a church. We're not fighting about, oh, what about the kids' ministry looks, and oh, about this over here, and what about, and how do I need to serve here? And this, all, those are infighting things that just don't matter. Those are for wandering churches that keep going 40 years in the desert, but never where God wants them to go. I want our church as leaders to step into ground that the enemy has been living in for too long and say, this is now God's territory. This is where God lives now. This is our church. This is what we want our church to be. We don't want our church to be a, a church that is getting run into the ground. We want to take ground. So we got to make sure as leaders, we're not wandering. We're not, we're not wandering around. Um, wandering people, they do a lot with little to show for it. Wandering people do a lot with little to show for it. Think about that. 40 years wandering the desert. I mean, just think about if you wanted to, like, sleep at night. Look at all the energy that they would have to do. Put up a tent, put up a bed, put up a thing, you know, like, think about that. That's a lot of work. And then the next day it's all gone because they got to pack up and go. A lot of work for not too much to show for it. I don't want our church to do a lot of work with nothing to show for it. I, I don't want us to have church services and people aren't getting saved. Why, why, why are we throwing a party for a bunch of Christians? We're good. I'm fine. Uh, you know, I, I, we, we don't need that. I, I want people in here that don't know God. But you know what? I'm, I'm trying to find people who don't know God because as a pastor, most of the people that I'm talking to know God. And so it is a fight for me to like have to go. Like I, I literally feel like a stalker at the place where I work out because I'm always trying to get in conversation with people. Trying to figure out, and, and, and dad gum it when they are like, well, I go to this church over here. Oh, shut up. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm trying to find people. But see, here's the thing. It's so frustrating. All of you know a bunch of people. You work with them. You're around them. Dear God, please get in their life and figure out a way. Bribe them. I'll give you 20 bucks. Give them 20 bucks and get them to church. Like, I don't care. Like, we've got to have people in this place that don't know God. Because I do not want to have a lot of work with nothing to show for it. We're not a wandering people. We're trying to possess the land. Um, something I was, uh, other, I'm trying to go fast through some of these things. Um, wandering people walk in a circle and possessing people march around a wall. Okay? Wandering people walked around a desert, but possessing people, they marched around a wall. They, they walked into a room, or they walked into the place where God had for them, and they started doing the same thing that the wanderers were doing. Right? But it was different. There was purpose in what they were doing. And, th and that's, that's the deal. You got to have purpose in what we're doing. Otherwise, you're going to start getting a wandering spirit. 
Do you have purpose in why you get here at 8.30 for huddle? Is there a purpose for that on Sunday mornings? Do you understand the purpose behind that? We get, we get to do that so that we can celebrate the different leaders that we have in our family, that's one. But also, we all get on the same page and understand, okay, we're about, to, we're about to go into people's worlds right now for the next two services. We're about to go into people's words and the third service down, downtown. Uh, that, that huddle is important, but you got to understand the purpose behind it. you got to understand the purpose of why you're holding a sign on Sunday morning. you got to understand the purpose of why we're asking you to be a concierge and kids so that people don't feel like it's creepy when they're walking down that hallway. There's actually people that know their name and care for them and telling them what they're doing instead of feeling like, hey, just walk down this creepy hallway and some adult will jump out at you when you least expect it and take your kid and welcome to church. Like, we, we have a reason why we're doing these certain things. But when you don't understand purpose, you start wandering. And so what wandering looks like is, oh, they don't need me. They got other people. No, we do need you. We're trying to take ground. We're trying to move forward. And we can't move forward if you're wandering and just thinking, oh, they got other people. I'm too old or I'm too young or they got other people to do that. No, no, no. You are the one that we need. Every single. And so there are people in your world and there's people here at church that you know that need to be in this room, that need to be walking and moving forward with you. And so, but we got to be a people that, I I love it. This was not too long ago. um, uh, On a Sunday, I was talking, I I got to see, I was walking into service um, and uh, I I saw Philip and Philip was talking to a leader and he was just pouring into his life and telling him some great things and some encouraging things. And, and uh, if you don't know, Philip's right back there. He's trying to hide and he's like, yeah. And uh, he leads in bigs. And, um, and I'll tell you, the tandem of uh, Philip and my brother-in-law, Pat, is just incredible on Sunday morning, the bigs leader. They're just awesome. Um, so I got to hear that and it was awesome, it was great. And then I sit down on my seat and my brother-in-law smacks me on the butt during worship which is inappropriate, and I turned around, and I was like, what? And he said, hey, I just want to let you know, um, two kids gave their heart to God in Biggs uh, during the altar call. And, I, and he was just so pumped about it, and of course, I'm pumped about it, and I just want to let you know, those, those, guys, those guys understand the purpose of why they're doing this, because they work over 60 hours or even more during the week. That's not a lie. You can ask them and ask their wives how much they work, and they still lead every week, bigs. You don't do that. You don't do that with a wandering spirit. You do that with a possessing spirit. Like, you're like, I'm going to possess the land. I'm going to take ground. We're going to move forward. I want to see this. I mean, that's how, that's what you do. But you got to have, you got to have purpose. If you don't have purpose, you start wandering. And you, and you just back away from where God has called you to be. Um, last thing, um, the wandering people got to see a miracle of water breaking out. If you don't remember, uh, the Israelites as they were wandering, they got to see a miracle of water breaking out of a rock. How awesome is that? That's sweet. <laughs> you know, like that's a water feature for a house. You know, like here's a rock, 
you know, water coming out. Like, that's awesome. Uh, and they were dying of thirst, too. So, like, that's even more an amazing miracle. Like, when you, right when you needed it, right when you needed it, water came. Like, that's so great. That's so, in, that's so incredible. And, and, and I love that miracle. But that's what the wandering people got to see. What the people who were taking ground, who were possessing the land, they didn't see a miracle of water breaking out. They saw the miracle of a wall breaking down. Two different miracles. One miracle was all about their survival and comfort. The other miracle was about them walking into a new land and establishing God's kingdom there where it used to not be. That's a different sort of miracle. I want to be a part of the second miracle. I, I, I I don't want our church just to be looking for water. How can we get more comfortable? How can God make, I just want to survive. I just want to make sure we're okay. Can, God, can you do those things? No, I'm praying for walls to be broken down. I'm praying for people that, that, that don't have a relationship with God and don't believe in God to have an absolute, absolute miracle transformation of their heart where they walk in these doors and say, I did not believe in God before, but something has changed on the inside of my life. That's the miracles that I'm, I'm, I'm praying for. And I want us as a group to have that kind of tenacity, that you're not sitting back and that you're not just serving and that you're not just not being a part of this or that. Our church is moving forward and our church is wanting to take ground, but it does not take ground unless us as a group decide we're going to walk in there and we're going to start taking ground. We're going to walk in there and fight the right fights. We're going to walk in there and believe with faith that walls are going to break down and then we're going to walk in there and we don't have to believe for water we're going to god's going to take care of us you know what we're going to believe for walls to break down we're going to we're going to believe for things that used to be dark now they're going to be light those are the things i am not okay with our church just surviving i want our church to thrive i want our church to move forward i want people's lives to be changed otherwise we're just throwing a party for a bunch of christians and lord we're good we got enough parties i want to see revival I want to see people's lives change. I know you want to, Sue. So let's all believe together that we can be a, a team, a leadership team of people that walk forward and we're not wandering. Well, we're possessing. We're moving forward. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.